Hello boys and girls. Today we're going to talk about hypnosis. How exciting. Uh, I'm going to call this video blog, Is Hypnosis Real? I um, <coughs> uh, started experimenting and using hypnosis at a very uh, young age, like in my teen years. I was given hypnosis books and uh, encouraged to to have a play with it. Then when I was 18, I went and did my NLP practice in a course. When I was 22, I did my master NLP qualification. And during doing all those things, you're using hypnosis quite a lot. Uh, what happened then was, I watched a Darren, not Darren, but Darren Brown documentary. And um, he was saying, well, actually, what a lot of this is, is, is role playing. And then he showed, he did a demonstration of that. And he used, uh, you know, pub hypnotists, club, nightclub style hypnotists, I said pub, nightclub style hypnotists where they get a room full of people, they scan for the most suggestible people, they test who the, the most uh, hypnotically suggestible people are. I'm using air quotes, I know that's kind of annoying, but, you know, they say hypnotically suggestible, but uh, actually it's a frame, it's just a frame of reality. What is happening is that these are the people who are most keen to obey instructions and to do as they're told. So therefore, I was like, well, hypnosis doesn't work for the reason that it says it works and therefore I'm not going to use it because it's disingenuous and, and not real, it doesn't really work. Then years later, that was like, maybe I dropped it when I was like 23, 24. I was like, nah, it's not really what it says it is on the tin, so I don't want to use it. So then fast forward 10, 11 years later, I'm 35 years old, I'm sat here and I'm going, what I want, what we need is something that goes straight to the unconscious, that reconditions the unconscious conditioning, your unconscious template, your map of reality that sends you in new directions. Because for the love of Jesus, we've all tried consciously to make changes and it just doesn't work. Or it works a little bit, or it works as far as your, your willpower will take you, and then it runs out. Uh, that's why cognitive behavioral therapy and, and non-directive person-centered counseling and these, these styles of therapy, which are rooted in very good intention and are built by intelligent people who do understand the human mind, what they've one of the, the key assumptions that lies in the foundations of what they've done is they've sort of said, well, you've got two reasonable people moving in a joint direction. Clients and therapists both wish to make the client uh, better. Um, but actually, those of us who've done therapy work and done a lot of coaching with people know that it's not often the case. It's not that straightforward. And that if you don't get into somebody's unconscious template and start reconditioning it, you're not going to get good, long-lasting results. So I started looking at things like, well, reconditioning, recondition, that means something that's got to recondition like a muscle that needs to be done over and over again. I need people to, to, to um, reimagine things in different ways and we need to talk to the unconscious in the language that it understands, uh, which isn't really a language. Um, it's not English, it's not French, it's not Spanish, it's not Cantonese. It's, it's the language of the unconscious is emotion, and symbols and archetypes. So I was progressing along this path and progressing along this path, and then I start, and then I, then I thought, well, hang on a second, hypnosis matches those descriptions. So I started to look at hypnosis again, 
And I looked at uh, Darren Brown's criticism of, of hypnosis once over, and I realized that there are a few schools of psychology that have criticized hypnosis for that and said it's not, it's not a special state. The, the main argument in, in psychology, in mainstream psychology about hypnosis is, is it a special state? Am I quoting again? Spe air quotes. Is it a special state or is it a normal state? Now, in NLP, we were always told uh, to sort of say, well, it's kind of normal because when you drive, you're kind of in a hypnotic trance. When you're in a conversation, you're kind of in a hypnotic trance. So there's varying degrees of the same thing. In more classical, traditional hypnosis, it's a special state. You now no longer are vetting, excuse me, I've got it called, vetting and filtering the uh, suggestions coming in and they go straight into your unconscious and you simply do as you're told, provided it doesn't go against your moral objectives. Both model, both of those models of reality have problems. Both of those models, and now I see that both models of reality have problems and they are both just models. And yet again, we're back at this point saying, hey, the map is not the territory. My take on it now is this, is that actually it is a special state, but special state does not imply lack of control or lack of awareness. There is this thing of hypnosis, you know, the classical view of hypnosis. If you think about the old hypnosis adverts in, in turn of the century, turn of the previous century newspapers, it would usually be a man with pointy eyebrows and a goatee with arrows coming out of his fingers, going like that, or arrows out of his eyes, going like that, a girl, and a girl going, oh, and being all, you know, slightly sexually submissive. So there's always a sort of lecherous, sexy overtone to it, you know, let me into your mind and submit to me. <laughs> that sounds better now I've got a cold because I could do that voice for better. Submit. <laughs> submit. Submit. Look into my eyes, not around my eyes, but into my eyes. Submit. So there's always like that reminiscent uh, sort of memory uh, echo of this of this weird state of zombie-like submission where you're out of control. It's not that. It can't be that. I, I, I don't think such a thing exists outside of outside of films. A zombie-like state of control, uh, the the type that the CIA was trying to get with MK Ultra, the type that was described in the book Manchurian Candidate, or the type of thing, uh, perhaps that you'd see in the Court Jester. However. Have you not seen The Court Jester? My dears, you simply must. It's most enjoyable. Uh, in The Court Jester, Danny K it's a musical. Danny Kay is trained to be the greatest swordman in the land. And the witch in the castle hypnotizes him and says, every time I click my fingers like this, you will become the greatest swordsman in the land. And so you have this, uh, it gives a lot of scope for Danny Kay's very physical style of comedy, for him to be this, this lowly court jester who just wants to make people laugh to then going, ha ha, I'm now the greatest swordsman in the land. And there's this huge physiological attitudinal change. And obviously he has no new skills. It's just that he happens to believe he's the greatest swordsman in the land. And so then he is. So I think all of the criticisms that I read, and if you, I mean, if you want a real quick way to go and look at all the criticisms of psychology, just go to the Wikipedia of, of, of hypnosis, sorry, from the psychology field go to the Wikipedia page and you'll see like seven different criticisms like from cognitive behavioural therapy uh, oh, my brain I'm sorry I've got a cold and my brain is covered in a layer of snot um, 
fuck it's gone I can't, I can't remember right now but there's different schools criticise it in different ways some say it's social obedience some say it's special state some say it's not a special state some say it's just role play and then I started to think but even even if it's role play don't we know from the field of magic magic with a K you know uh, Thalema Crowleyan style magic and ceremonial magic uh, and from studying uh you know, uh, uh, I'm really struggling today. I don't know if you can tell. Voodoo practices. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to say the word Bomi. You know, here in Malaysia they call it Bomi, which is a voodoo healer, tribal village he, uh, type practice where because you believe in it and because you've you've sacrificed something or paid for it, you've made yourself a part of the process. So your self-image is now invested in it. And then it develops this its own inertia and you start buying into this reality in which there are spirits and you're cursed or you're blessed or, or, or whatever it is. And you can talk these things into existence and you can think these things into existence, right? And at this point, you're probably going, yes, you can think spirits into existence. It's silly, it'll make you mentally ill. But if you can think, the, if you can think bad things into existence and talk bad things into existence, why can't we talk and think good things into existence? So here's my rather, you know, meandering path back around to my original point, um, <laughs> I do like to go around the houses, is uh, that actually hypnosis is a special state. Not because of the of some obedience and total zombie-like uh, state where you could be uh, exploited, have your, your anal virginity taken from you and your money and, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, but because it is not, it's special to the extent that it is not, air quotes coming, normal to focus in a very relaxed state of body and mind on one thought that moves in one purely positive direction for 15 to 20 minutes at a time. And that's what hypnosis is. So we, we talk you down into trance, you know, as you count down from seven to one and you focus on your breathing and you become internally focused and you start to... You start to, uh, your breathing will naturally slow, your body will begin to settle, your mind will begin to settle. As your energy is not dissipated and externally focused and pulled in by all these different things, you get to a point of almost like meditation, one-mindedness, one a sort of a mushin state. So that's rare. And then in this state of physical and mental relaxation where you're now, now I have, a, you know, as a therapist, just to get your fucking attention is hard enough as a coach. For me to be able to put you, just go, you know, stop, you're anxious, you have problems, that's why we're here, stop talking, you're, you know, sometimes people come to me and they talk their problems, and they're just, they're inside their own heads going, and then he said, and I said, and he made me feel, and then I did, and I shouldn't have, but he didn't, and I'm like, Jesus, stop, stop the car, stop the car labelled drama for a second, because you're feeding off this drama, you're getting emotional energy, even if it's anger, even if it's regret or jealousy or, or, or you know, these weird negative attached emotions, you are being fed and though you're not, en you're not enjoying it, you're getting some pleasure from it in a masochistic way. Or to paraphrase Richard Bandler, shut the fuck up. I mean, he says that, and I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, he's like the rock and roll star of psychology, he's so crazy. Listen to him with all of his words, telling his clients to shut the fuck up. Now, Richard, you've got to remember, uh, Richard Bandler, huge background 
huge interest in uh, the psychology of magic, the psychology of, of magic with a K, of the psychology of, of, of voodoo practices, of, of that kind of group hypnosis and individual hypnosis and, and the blessing and the curses and all that, was very big on saying to clients, okay, stop talking. You've got the problem. You're talking and you're re-manifesting and recreating all these issues. Stop. Let me help you. I can't help you right now because all you're doing is vomiting all this stuff on me. Shh, shut the fuck up. Sit down, relax, be still. And then from that point, we can actually move forward. So that is huge. That is huge. That's, just, that's I consider to be a special state. Then we've got this thing of, I'm now going to instill a purely positive track, if you like, of thought into your mind. I'm saying instill into your mind a track. That sounds very uh, assertive and, and domination-y. I'm going to invite you and you're going to go along with me because ultimately we both want the same thing. We want you to be happy, right? If you're my client. I would invite you to think about entirely positive things for 20 minutes at a time. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think about entirely positive things for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time. After 30 to 40 seconds, other thoughts will come into my mind. I won't even be able to think about one thing for 10 minutes at a time, for five minutes at a time. Are you fucking kidding me? Just one thing, positive or negative. So to be able to focus on one thing for 20 minutes and it's purely positive, how could that not help? So if you think about, if you take away all the weird overtones and the mystery and the magic, not with a K, uh, the deception, the trickery that's associated with hypnosis, and think of it as a kind of like, a, I think of it as like a brainwashing. It's like a conscious brainwashing. My brain is dirty. It needs cleaning. Please wash it. So my, my thing at the moment is I'm using a lot of self-hypnosis because one of the things the classical hypnotist told us that seems to be true is... You do seem, at this point, still, I'm back into research mode here, but at this point, I claim that my observance is we do seem to be bypassing the conscious filter. We do seem to be putting messages straight into the unconscious because my experience and the experience of the people who I'm running this hypnosis experiment with, and now I've got 90-odd people on it, is that uh, I find myself just doing things without thinking about it. And I'm like, well... That's what they told us would happen, right? So with all this pontification, is it scientifically valid? Is it what psychological model does it fit to? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it moral? Is it immoral? It's a totally amoral tool, by the way. Totally amoral. You could do wonderful things with it. You could do horrendous things with it. And I would argue horrendous things are being done with it. It makes you laugh when people say, oh, I'm not, I'm not a good hypnotic subject. Or some people can be hypnotized. Some people cannot. Where, does, where the fuck do these myths in psychology get created? It's absolute fucking nonsense. You watch TV, right? You uh, absorb advertising on the radio, right? That's hypnosis. Your, your mental thoughts are now being directed, they're being conditioned, they're being taken along a new track. You know, these jingles that are put into your mind. Uh, we have uh, Edward uh, Bernays to thank for that, who was the, uh, the nephew of uh, Sigmund Freud, the whole marketing agenda that we live under today was created by, it seems mainly by one guy using Freud's principles of uh, psychoanalysis. And he created all this stuff back in you know the uh, 1920s. So that all of that marketing, all of that cultural stuff, that's all hypnosis. 
What language do you think in? I think in English. I talk in English, but I didn't create like, I didn't create English. These thoughts are not original. They can't be original. In many ways, we're actually not capable of original thought. You've got to get into the whole Terence McKenna thing and the psychedelics and go, how do you have an original thought? Do you need drugs? Um, perhaps you do. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say. So the main point of this video is to sort of say, if people are interested, uh, I'll give you a free hypnosis track and uh, I'll give you like some suggestions that you can use. All I would say is don't just listen to it once and then sack it off. Don't listen to it whilst you're doing the dishes. I want you to lie down or sit down uh, comfortably and give it 20 minutes and do it three to four days back to back. And if you're interested in trying it, it can't do you any harm. Um, you will be fully aware of everything that is going on throughout the entire hypnotic trance. You will be able to resist any suggestion I give you that you don't like, though there shouldn't be any suggestions on there that you don't like. If that happens, then we've, I have failed the exercise. Um, and, you know, you will, be, you will be in total control of yourself. Usually what happens with hypnosis is you go, oh, I've just been hypnotized. Is that it? I could remember everything that was said. I, I know exactly what was going on. Oh, well, it was interesting, but I don't think it really worked for me. And then in the coming days, with no conscious thought whatsoever, you just find yourself doing things differently. All of a sudden, you find yourself being more cheer, whatever the suggestion was. The suggestion I gave people on this last experiment was be more confident, be more cheerful, be more upbeat, be more extroverted. Assume not that the world is full of potential enemies, but the world is full of potential friends. Build rapport with people. And people have been saying to me, you know, I feel happier, I'm more cheerful, I have more energy. And I kind of think, but that, that's not... What I strongly suspect is that hypnosis is actually a very powerful tool, but that works on very mundane principles. That actually, when we peel back all the layers and all the bullshit, the false assumptions and these, you know, incredible ego masturbatory debates that go nowhere about its scientific validity, is that actually you think in words and images. And that actually, if we control the words and images that you think in for a period of time, every day, then that's going to have an impact on your feelings, which is going to have an impact on your behavior. Durr. Durr. It's not, it's not, a ma that's not a massive leap of logic, is it? If I ask you to change the way you think and change the way you feel, then that's going to change the results you get in your life. So I think that hypnosis is as, as powerful a tool has, as has been made out, probably more so. I think we're probably all a little bit leaning back on how powerful it could be. But the principles on which it works are completely pedestrian. It's just that you're changing the way you think and you change the way you feel for a period of time. And it's no more mysterious than that. That's what I'm wondering. This is all in a research phase for me. But if, uh, if it's what I'd like to do is do something on the Spartan Life Coach channel where I actually just give people a free download um, that they can listen to. It's a 20-minute thing and you just experiment with it. But you, I want you to commit to doing five days back to back. We need to give it a chance to go in. So if you like that idea, let's do it. Uh, let's think of three or four suggestions. Write them in the comment box below that everybody would enjoy, that everybody would get benefit from. I would think things like, I have loads of energy and motivation. I feel cheerful and upbeat. Uh, uh, I am living a healthier lifestyle, eating better and exercising more. That's my three suggestions. If you guys have got other ones, then please post them below. And uh, rather than talking about this and thinking about this, let's give it a go. At least then you can turn around if the topic of conversation ever comes up and say, yeah, I've tried hypnosis. And either I thought it was a load of shit 
Or you could say, you know what, weirdly enough, it actually did work. Oh, that then then what will happen is, oh, it actually did work, but I think it worked for a different reason than, than, than he said it would, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a normal thing. By the way, I think out of the 90-plus, maybe 95 people who engaged in the experiment uh, recently that I was running on streetfightsecrets.com, uh, one guy asked for a refund. He said it had no effect on me whatsoever. Uh, and I noticed that he'd only actually bought the download and had it in his possession for 48 hours. So I don't think he listened to it more than once. Um, and I think he was a kid as well. I think it was a 15, I think it was a 15 year old buying it who listened to it and went, this is what I thought it would be. And then asked for a refund. And another guy who said it, he, he tried it for a week and it just had no effect on him whatsoever. Um, but that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good hit rate. That's two people out of 95 people who were very, very, very happy with the results because I emailed them all and said, please give me your feedback and they all said it was, it was uh, fantastic and had uh, unexpectedly positive effects. You know, I'm not banging the drum of, of hypnosis here. I have no dog in that race. I'm not a registered clinical hypnotherapist. I'm not pushing you into the arms of, of hypnotists left, right and centre. In fact, I wouldn't do that. I know a lot of hypnotists and they're fucking weirdos. And some of them don't seem to actually even understand hypnosis themselves. But I'll rant about that perhaps another time. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. Cheers.